Hey guys, welcome back to the domestic violence discussion, aka the diva discussion, because I feel like I say the word domestic a lot and sometimes it gets caught on my tongue. Gotta love those shorthands. Before we begin today's episode, which by the way, I didn't think I was going to do, but there was just this moment of, and I thought, you know what? This is a really amazing time to kind of talk about all the subjects involved. So that is today, AKA the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde phenomena and what it reveals about victim blaming, gaslighting, and cultural dynamics that drive violence. Before all that, just a heads up, this podcast is a free resource provided by our nonprofit Team Teed, as in the emotional abuse discussion. We are a women of color and LGBTQ run nonprofit based out of Seattle, Washington. And if you like what we do and want to support us, please support us. Please donate if you're able to. If not, totally fine. But please share the podcast, share our website, follow us on social media and whatnot. Give us a thumbs up or a review because it really helps. And we are people of color doing a lot of labor and we really appreciate all the help we can get. This work is amazing, but it can be exhausting. Anyways, now on to the good stuff. And again, this is really interesting because it comes courtesy of, believe it or not, Reddit. Now, like most of you, I enjoy Reddit. I really enjoy TikToks where people read these Reddits, the Am I the Asshole stuff. They're interesting and often it's kind of fun for me having that advocacy background and hearing stories where there is a lot of emotional abuse and relationship violence and kind of seeing how they're portrayed and what people kind of think about them. It's kind of like a finger on the pulse in some ways. And then came this one and right off the bat, I'm just gonna say, I don't know if this post is real or not. However, it doesn't really matter. And it's really scary because what happened in the story is actually oddly familiar to something that happened to me personally a couple weeks ago, which really caught me off guard. And then I felt silly because why would I be caught off guard by this? Because this situation that we're going to talk about today is so much more common than you would think. I like to call it the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde phenomenon. Um, You can kind of hear that in other advocacy points of view as well, or like someone who goes very quickly, zero to 60 violence and whatnot. And besides it being very common, this example really points out and highlights dynamics of domestic violence and how it's a systemic issue and not just one of those, I hate this phrase, few bad apples. So... It's a big one. Also, there's a lot of victim blaming and a lot of stereotypes about domestic violence in here and a lot of things that we as a society miss about abuse. So really quickly, trigger warning because things get heavy and rage inducing. So if you're not in the mood for that, I totally get it. Please take care of yourself first and come back if and when you feel like it. Okay, so first off, if you haven't heard about this story, uh, it comes from r dash off my chest and the title is i broke up with my boyfriend over the tubi super bowl commercial and i'm just going to summarize it really quickly here you can find it on your own if you want the full details but essentially you have what appears to be a cis hetero couple female 23 male 25 so she her and he them pronouns they're watching the super bowl and there was this commercial that played a prank where it looked like someone was changing the TV over to their app, which 
Yeah, it was kind of cute. I remember playing Eternal Darkness as a kid where some of the background effects as you were going quote unquote insane in the game, they'd like turn the volume down to kind of like mentally mess with you. It's, it's a really funny trick, right? But the boyfriend um, started screaming at the girlfriend violently, accusing her of changing the channel, calling her names, blowing up, and then punched a hole in the living room wall. Eventually, apparently, he did apologize, although we'll dive into that apology, hashtag not apology, later. And the girlfriend, I'm so happy she did this, she broke up with him and she fled the coop, which, good for you, girl. She even says in this post that that she felt afraid and unsafe, and if you can't keep your anger in check and get violent over something so small, she does not want to be around for it. And yes, Good for you! Yes, I am so happy that you feel that way. Thank you. Please protect yourself wherever you are. I hope you are safe and doing well and thriving and surviving out there. So now let's go into the uh, <laughs> the analysis. We have a boyfriend who went from watching the Super Bowl commercials, which I will admit I used to, I don't anymore, but I heard about this one, to rah-rah calling her names and punching a wall. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, the flip, the zero to 60. The first thought that I had honestly is, you know, this really highlights how domestic violence, how abuse, intimate partner violence, violence against people is never the survivor's fault. It is a choice made by the abuser when they feel the need to exert their power, to flex their control. And in this case, the boyfriend literally abused the poster over something completely out of her control that she had no control over. He felt so challenged in that moment by what he had perceived was done. He reacted with violence to regain power and control. You can boil it down to, how dare you do this to me? I'm going to do violence to you so you don't do it again. I'm gonna show you who's boss. Oh. <sighs> And if we look at common victim-blaming tropes, we can see this exact same mentality in abusers. Now, there's often justification served with the abuse. She promoked V. She was wearing this. She said that. She acted like this. And also a wonderful serving of gaslighting. Everybody gets upset. You're overreacting. And this is why, despite it being 2023, we still see outraged articles where survivors were victim-blamed for their own rape, their own harassment, but then they were made victims again by the system. They were blamed. Why didn't you blah, blah, blah? Well, blah, why you should have liked the attention, blah, blah, blah. Again, we are so invested in the survivor's actions and not analyzing why do these abusers feel empowered to act with such violence? and think they can get away with it, and then to some degree do get away with it. This really points to how systemic the issue of domestic violence is, and to an extent, supported by society. Which goes into my next point, her parents. In this article, she talks about how her parents victim blame her. I have a really bad joke in here about how at this point if someone says, my parents are super supportive, I'm gonna be like, <gasps> why? Uh, at this point, I am really struggling to think of examples where the parents actually were supportive. Usually they're not. Or even if they're mostly supportive, there is still a bit of victim blaming. And it's just how many times have 
We heard this. Oh, you're overreacting. Oh, everyone gets riled up over the Super Bowl. They had too much to drink. Oh, I'm sorry. When I have too much to drink, sometimes my bladder gets weak and I really have to go to the bathroom a lot and I start singing to myself off key. I don't suddenly abuse my partner, okay? How many times have we heard this instead of people saying, wow, good job, you felt unsafe, and I'm so happy you acted in a way to make you feel like you are in a very safe space. Again, the fact her boyfriend felt justified in reacting the way he did, treating her the way he did, shows that he feels like he has the right to, and that he can get away with it. And her parents' reaction shows why he has that mentality because they said she was overreacting and they justified his abuse this shows why abusers have this mentality because as a society we still do allow this to an extent yes we do have more awareness than we did maybe 50 years ago and yes if you see a man like beating his wife in public and she's all bloody and it's a you know really graphic beat down we condone that but we still minimize and gaslight survivors who come forward with other stories, stories of rape and harassment, emotional abuse, and also physical abuse. We see young black girls jailed for engaging in prostitution, but they're experiencing sex trafficking. They're children. We slut shame the victims of R. Kelly and Harvey Weinstein. Well, why'd you go to the hotel room? We still ask, why don't you leave? Her parents' reaction, in a nutshell, just captures the societal acceptance to excuse domestic violence, as long as it's not this bloody, overt, public display that's impossible to ignore. Until, honestly, guys, we shift our reaction to why did the abuser choose to abuse, and we keep focusing on, well, scrutinizing the victim's behavior, we're not going to end these cycles of violence. We are so rooted and looking at the survivor's response to the abuse, instead of dissecting why abusers abuse, we're stuck in supporting domestic violence overall. And it's scary. It's really scary. Also, I still see this victim blaming to a degree that even if a survivor is eventually experiencing extreme physical abuse, then the reaction switches over to, how could you even think of staying? Think of the children. Why do you put yourself through this? Which is also a form of victim blaming. And it's just, yeah, stop focusing on the survivor's behavior. Go after the abusers who are choosing to abuse. Anyways, moving on to my next thought. Going back to our red flags in dating bonds. We just covered this in an episode early February. This boyfriend uses those red flags. He objectified this woman and he removed her agency in this scenario. She tried to explain, dude, this is a commercial, this is not me, and he ignored her. In his mind, he turned her from a human being into an object to project his anger onto as he perceived this loss of control and threat to his power and status, which also shows that he considers her beneath him because he's like, woman, how dare you, how dare you? He also took away her agency when he refused to have a dialogue. Just cover this, go back and listen to the episode for more details because you, there's a reason why I said they were the big three. You see them a, a lot, a lot, a lot. Just as a side note, this story is so similar to one I've recently experienced. 
because domestic violence is a pattern of power and control. It's systemic, not one-offs. Anyways, my fourth reaction, or my next reaction, because I've kind of lost count. My next reaction is shitty bullshit apology. Or should I say non-apology? Oh, <laughs> sorry, I just abused you. My bad. Yeah, dude, my dude. If she had murdered your cat, maybe I would understand you getting that upset and punching a wall. I'd still kind of question it, but okay, maybe that would be a little more like understandable. But the fact there is no mention on any kind of self-reflection, like, oh my God, I just hurt this person and removed her agency and I frightened her and made her feel unsafe. There's no questioning why he reacted the way he reacted, why he felt the need to exert control over her. He's not sorry for how he reacted. He feels justified in his response. And honestly, if she had been pulling a prank or had somehow pulled this prank off, he would have felt justified in his actions. Such an abuser mentality. Now, I will say, and going back to my personal experience with a very similar story, if this guy had realized what was happening, you can come back from that, kind of, sort of. It's it's challenging, but apparently this guy's 25. If in this scenario we're going to make up and kind of explore right now, if, 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 huge major if, because I'm still, it's still abuse what happens and there is no you have to you know, forgive this guy for what he did. But if he had realized, oh my God, what did I just do? Reflected on it and been like, hey, I need to self-reflect and work on myself and like do something to make sure this never happens again. And if you feel unsafe with me, I totally understand not wanting to be around me. I Whatever you choose to do, either way, I'm going to work on myself so I never act this way again. You might be able to come back from that, right? Because you are realizing that you really fucked up and you committed an act of violence. When you commit violence, you literally take something beautiful and you shatter it. And you can't unshatter something. You can apologize and try buying something new or repairing it. And maybe, maybe there would be a chance after that. Although, honestly, I personally would not. But that's up to the person who was abused, right? The fact that he felt justified in his response, though, there's no turning back from that. You broke this expensive thing and you crushed over the remains into dust. There's, there's no coming back from that. And my last thought. Most comments responding to this Reddit post and people, you know, interacting with it, they do pick on the fact that this is very toxic and they do commend the girl for leaving. And I do as well. However, there seems to be a lot of, well, this is a red flag for domestic violence to be. Um, no. <laughs> We're there. We have solidly arrived in domestic violence town. The train from red flags to we have arrived at our abusive destination. That left the station so much longer ago. We are solidly into both emotional and physical abuse people. There is no coulda, woulda, shoulda, maybe will escalate. We are solidly there. And the question now is how much worse will the escalation get? There is no if at this point. It's only how much worse could it possibly get? How much more is this guy capable of? And yes, punching walls is physical abuse. 
because the purpose of it was to cause fear and alter the girlfriend's behavior. Now, we have talked about other examples in a previous episode, but just a quick recap. Physical actions meant to cause fear, even if you don't break break skin, draw blood, cause a bruise. If you slam your hand down and make a loud noise or you slam a door, physical abuse. If you throw things, including plates, car keys, shoes, anything, physical abuse. Pinching, poking in a way to cause fear or change someone's behavior, physical abuse. Driving aggressively, physical abuse. Plus emotional abuse, like the name calling and all that stuff. And I want to end with more so than any of that, this writer wrote down how unsafe she felt. That to me is almost the most important bit of information here. The fact that she felt unsafe. Again, other hypothetical here. Even if maybe the boyfriend didn't punch the wall or call her names, but just generally got angry and upset. If you feel unsafe around your partner, around a friend or somebody, that is enough. You don't have to have a checklist that says, oh, if it gets this bad by checking these boxes. No, your relationships should suit you, should work for you, should be there for you. And if they aren't, you don't have to justify it. You are allowed to end them whenever you want. Especially if you're feeling unsafe. All right, guys, that's it. That was a lot of information. So if you have any questions, please send us an email. Please send us a DM on Instagram, social media, whatever you feel like. I feel like I need a nap after that. I'm actually uh, drinking some homemade bubble tea right now, which is uh, helping my emotional state a lot because, oof, that is a doozy of an episode. Thank you so much for joining me, you guys. I hope you're staying safe out there and having wonderful, healthy relationships where you are treated as an individual with agency, the complex, gorgeous, multifaceted human being that you are. Again, if you are able to, we are a women of color and LGBTQ plus team. Please support us. If you can donate, donate. If you can follow us, like, share anything, our social media, our podcast, that also helps as well. And it helps us keeping making these episodes and releasing them for free, which we want to do because we want to tackle the roots of domestic violence. And that means sharing stuff like this. So until then, guys, stay safe. And remember, your relationships suit you and you never have to justify when you want to end them. See you next time.